Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger. Today, I am with my friend, Greg Tosi. Uh, he's been on before, and he came back to share an update on his story. Uh, unfortunately, some uh, crazy things happened in his business and personal life. It was just like the perfect storm that caused him to lose about 95% of his clients. Guys, I've been there. I know what that's like. Some of you probably know what that's like to lose a, a business or a business to drop off sharply. So what did he do? He pivoted. So there's some awesome stuff in this episode about how to pivot, how to stay alive in business. Because guys, entrepreneurship is not always easy. It is worth it. But man, it can be hard. And it can be like a roller coaster ride. And so Greg has been on that roller coaster like a lot of us have been. And so you'll learn in this episode some valuable lessons on how to stay on that roller coaster, not fly off. And um, so I'm just super proud of him. He's my buddy and uh, super proud of how he's um, pivoted and just relied on the Lord in, in that season of time. And so a lot of uh, awesome golden nuggets about how to pivot in your business. But we also got it into what he's doing now and which is um, helping people identify data, bringing in data from all these places like without getting too deep in the weeds on this. There's data from Facebook. There's data from Instagram. There's data from your website. There's data, could be data from Google Analytics, bringing that all under under one roof. He's building dashboards for people to help make data-driven decisions in their business. So if you have a Shopify site, if you have a podcast or you have any website at all, and you're wondering uh, how people are acting on that website, what are they clicking, what's stopping them, what, what is making them be, be stuck on your website, this episode will really help you. He's actually got a service that helps people with building those dashboards to make um, the data easier to read and understandable to know how to pivot in your business based on what data is coming in. So really fun episode. I, I know you will love it. Here it is, my interview with Greg. Greg, welcome back to Streams of Income. Hey, Ryan. Glad to be here. Hey, when's the last time you had a White Castle? Um, it has been 37 days, two hours, and 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm not counting. <laughs> right. Oh, for those of you guys who don't know, he's a White Castle fanatic, an Ohio State Buckeye fan. Yes, we share the Midwest, the passion for the Midwest, or coming from the Midwest. So, and a hatred <laughs> for the snow. That's, That's why right. we're both down in the You're south. Not, you don't have any snow anymore, do you? That's right. It's it's good. Cool. Well, so. you were on. Um, I don't know. It's been a few months, but uh, we tell. I love hearing people's stories. So catch us up on what has happened. And I'll put a link in the show notes to our past episode for those that want to hear your full story. So we don't need to repeat that, but tell me what's happened since you were on last. Sure. Sure. So just for a little background, I was a Facebook ads manager. I launched that as a side hustle in 2015, grew that um, kind of steadily until about 2019 when I left a 20 year career as a software developer. So mm -hmm. I had built up enough income to, to kind of launch out of there. Yeah. wanted to have that time with my family. I've got four young boys. I had two at the time, got four now. Uh -huh. um, I wanted to see them grow up. We want to homeschool. I want that yeah. flexibility to where um, I can work when I want and where I want. And yeah. frankly, I got tired of sitting in an hour of rush hour traffic. I love Tampa. I love being in Florida here, but rush yeah. hour is kind of crazy. And other than listening to odd, awesome podcasts like this one, um, it's an utter waste of time to sit in, in traffic and I hate it. Right. <laughs> so um, scaled that, uh, 2019 left, went full time. Um, 2021, something interesting happened in the spring of that year. Um, mm -hmm. I woke up, it was, I believe, April 28th. 
um, okay. a Thursday and I got a letter from Facebook Business Suite. It said, you're no longer authorized to use our business products. Oh. This decision is final and we can't disclose the reason for this to protect your privacy. Oh my and, gosh. And I'm checking the email to see if it's a spam or if it's a spoof or somebody's yeah. uh, playing yeah. an April Fool's on me. And unfortunately it wasn't. My account was mm -hmm. shut down completely overnight. I lost 95% of my revenue in my business. We had just moved to a new house oh. and just found out we were pregnant with our fourth kid. So it was, it was a wow. shock. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, just to be transparent, the day before that, I posted something on my personal profile yeah. that gently challenged the narrative. It wasn't anything explicit. It wasn't anything uh -huh. hateful, but yeah. it gently challenged the narrative that was going on with the whole pandemic at the time. Sure. sure. And Facebook found fit to cancel me. Um, as a result of that. And, and I didn't know that right away, but since then, and since telling my story, other people who have posted things like that, uh, mm -hmm. that they're hesitant to go along with the narrative, yeah. they're hesitant to vaccinate their kids, frankly, sure. um, have been shut down too. I know people yeah. who have lost ads agencies much bigger than mine. So it's not just the big guy that's at risk for this. And, and yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a frustrating and, and scary thing that, yeah. you know, just sharing something. Very... What were those feelings when uh, I can imagine what they Ooh. were? Tell me what that feeling was like. You just, so was, well, I imagine your new house was, you know, a, a bigger payment than before. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So your, your, your budget's getting stretched, but you, Hey, no problem. I got this, my, my business. And then to find out, whoa, no, 95% of my business is gone instantly. What was going through your head? Well, it was a, it, it was a time of, <laughs> desperation and yeah. refinement. Um, around that time, I think it was March of that year, we had a flood in the house. So we had moved in and then the dishwasher broke. And so we had a flood to where we had to gut the entire kitchen, the family <sighs> and rip all the floors out and all that. So yeah. we had an insurance claim after we got in there. Then we got COVID, then my business got canceled. And so at the end of that, I'm like, man, this is just getting crazy. You know, Lord, yeah. please help me. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. a follower of Christ. And so I was shocked. It was really a tough time. Um, I didn't know what to do. Frankly, I was paralyzed for about a month. Um, yeah. Just, I, I've lost everything. I lost my my business. Um, mm -hmm. Just getting our butts kicked. But you know, as we as we kind of settled into that new reality, knowing that that God provides and mm -hmm. He's not going to leave us or forsake us in any way, um, I began to just kind of take a look at what I was doing with Facebook ads. And to be a Facebook ads manager, you really need to have a, a you know, 360 view of what's going on in somebody's business. What's their funnel? Um, you know, what's their landing page like? What? How yeah. can you best optimize landing pages? You know, the whole nine yards. Um, Facebook ads is just one piece of a successful business, successful yeah. funnel. So I said, yeah. okay, I'm familiar with the periphery of Facebook ads and all those moving parts around it. I'm going to step back and just be a business coach. Yeah. Now that that kind of took a few months to happen, but that's kind of where I landed after that, and you know, slowly have ramped back up there. Yeah. I'm still running a couple Facebook ads accounts, um, okay. kind of backdoor um, Facebook. If you're listening to this, just kidding. Haha. <laughs> um, but um, just just being able to advise people on Facebook ads and funnels, and just kind of mm -hmm. help them launch their online businesses is where I've landed. Yeah. So when did that happen? When did when did you get canceled? I remember the, all that, but I don't remember the exact time. Yeah, I believe it was April 27th or 28th, 2021. Wow, you got the actual day, 2021. So this is just yeah. a little over a year ago. Where is your business yep. now? Like um, the amount of revenue coming in on April 26th, 2021 to we're recording this on August 9th, 2022. Like, have you been yeah. able to make it up yet? Or you were like, 
where are you at on that process? I'm, I'm still catching up, to be honest. Now, uh-huh. Facebook ads was really crushing it at the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was really good. You know, I, I had yeah. exceeded at times my corporate salary. And as a software developer of, of 20 mm-hmm. years, you know, you can imagine kind of the range that that was at. Sure. And so I was crushing it there. I think the the biggest thing, you know, you kind of lose your identity when your main thing is taken away. And so yeah. it's been a slower, like everything I just told you about what I'm doing with business coaching right now has been a gradual process. Yeah. There. Um, and, and just kind of trying new things and figuring out what works. So mm-hmm. I'm still kind of solidifying um, that and growing that, but the trajectory and the graphs are all going in the right way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I believe that God will completely restore all that and take you to another level. I've noticed in my business, when things have happened, they're like, oh man, what am I going to do now? He's always had an open door right behind that, that I didn't know mm-hmm. about that was coming that was greater than what I was in before. And that's just what he does. So I'm believing that for you guys to, you know, that Mm -hmm. this will be, this next season will be way better than any time during your heyday of Facebook ads. Right. And and the thing we discovered then, you know, being in such great need at that time Mm -hmm. and and really just kind of hitting a wall and and losing everything, Mm -hmm. um, God showed up in a way and strengthened our faith in a way that he never could have yeah. had we not been in that position. Oh, yeah. We needed to kind of have, we didn't need to, but it was, in hindsight, it was good to have everything kind of yanked from us because, mm-hmm. again, it developed a faith that we would have never been able to. So sometimes when things are crazy or things go sideways, there's a greater purpose yeah. yes. um, that can come about, you know, working together for all things yeah. for the good. Wow. I love it. Yeah. He's still writing your story. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man. So how? So you're doing some. You did some pivoted to the business coaching, um, and then you're also getting into the data side of things. Which you're a data geek, which is awesome because I'm not, yeah. and I'm glad that you're helping me out with my business because it's good to see somebody that can look at those numbers and decipher yeah. what they mean. <laughs> yeah, and and the data thing is interesting. Of course, there's all all the statistics out there uh-huh. um, that say, well, the first space shuttle could have been powered by the calculators that we have right. nowadays you know, right. and all that, but, and the amount of data that's being created um, each day in the world is insane. And, mm-hmm. and just kind of by default with, with all of us that have online businesses, whether it's Amazon mm-hmm. or if it's an online coaching membership, um, there's a ton of data being collected, whether you just install Google analytics or you have your Kartra analytics or Kajabi mm-hmm. or ClickFunnels or whatever, there's tons and tons of data out there. And, what I've discovered and what people have been asking me about over the last six months is how do I make sense of this? Does this even matter? For me, I've had Google Analytics installed um, you know, since 2015 on my website. And I look at how many people are visiting and that's it. I'm like, boy, that's yeah. that's that's pretty useless. But there's so much more to it and there's so much valuable data you can pull, mm-hmm. um, not only traffic, but how you're performing in search mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. SEO. Um, you can really connect it to a lot of different systems in your business. And mm-hmm. and what people started asking me is, how do I make sense of this data? And even more than that, I have all these disparate data sources and systems mm-hmm. and information coming into my business. It takes me to ev- forever to find out, uh, find everything, all the places it's coming from, let right. alone aggregate it into some meaningful chunk that tells me, how's my sales page performing? What are my trends? Yeah. What are my projections? How's my SEO? And so... Um, I've landed on building dashboards for clients that oh, cool. surface that information all in one place yeah. so they don't have to call five different people to get it so they can make data-driven decisions on their marketing to see what's yes. working so they can do more of that and fix what isn't. That's good. I want to go back real quick. I want to I will dive into that 
because that's uh, I want to help you promote that and tell people where to go if they want to um, talk to you about it. But there's a lot of people that in my audience that are, um, you know, they've started, they've sold on Amazon before and are they doing it now and they're either tired of it or they know that's not their thing or maybe they got suspended on Amazon and they're trying to decide that they want to continue or things have just gotten harder with e-commerce and they're just, you know, I never really enjoyed this to begin with. This is a, always a means to an end for them. Talk to the person who's like trying to, that they feel like they're at that same stage where either business is declining or it's shut off and they, how did, what was that process like for you to identify what you're doing now? I mean, you could have just gone and got a regular job, but you knew you didn't mm -hmm. want to do that. So right. what process did you go through and how would you advise somebody that said, Greg, I'm in the same position that you were last year where I feel like it's all caving in on me. Things aren't going yeah. well. My business is not going well. How do I find the thing? Right. Like, like you that's have. A great, that's a great question. And the first lesson I'll learn, I, I learned was never rely on one source of income. Mm. And once you go out on your own big mistake, yeah. I'll never do it again. But more practically speaking to your question, what I did was as a Facebook ads manager, I said, what other skills do I have? What, what skills are involved? Okay. You know, funnel optimization, email marketing, understanding, uh, conversion, conversion optimization, um, the, just all the different moving parts that come together to make a funnel from the, uh, the first time a person hears about you, how you nurture them kind of down through the funnel, build that know, like, and trust factor all the way down to converting them over. So the question for them is, is there something in the periphery of what they're already doing mm -hmm. that they could you know, scale and use as a full-time business or scale yeah. into a full-time business? Or could you be an advisory uh, type of person, a mm -hmm. consultant, people who are doing high level, you're getting people started on Amazon, getting people started on e-commerce. Um, I know some people yeah. who have kind of bounced out of the selling and the day-to-day -day stuff, and I'm sure you know a ton of them sure. um, that are doing that, that they're just yeah. advising brands and helping them get started there. Mm. What was that? How did you, so you had an idea, how did you um, float it out there without going all in and, and be like, this is what I'm doing? Did you talk to anybody, talk to any potential clients? Did you talk to, yeah. what did you do with the clients that you had before? Um, how did you tell them like, Ooh, I'm, I can no longer do your Facebook ads account because of this, but is there something else you need me to do? Or here's the idea I have, would this be valuable to you? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Um, you always want, you always want to shop your idea around and make sure there's a market need for it. Uh -huh. So fortunately I had been getting some signals that people needed some help with their data ahead mm -hmm. of time. And mm -hmm. so that helped out. Then I was able to kind of formalize a product and shop that to a couple of people and say, Hey, does this yeah. help you? Yeah. And I give them a dashboard that centralizes a whole bunch of data for them that yeah. they can look at on demand or it gets emailed to them every day. And mm -hmm. they're like, Holy cow. Yes, I want this. So yeah, that that's definitely a big help, but getting out there and getting that market validation before you go too far down a path is critical. It'll yes. save you time, money, and frustration. <laughs> There's plenty of ways to do that. If you think yeah. you want to be, and this is a basic example, but if you think you want to be in email marketing and you want to make sure that's still relevant, mm -hmm. get in all the email marketing groups and do what we call is social listening. Yeah. See what people are talking about, see what pain points they're um, mentioning. And, and that will give you clues as to where you need to go. Mm. How many of your former clients are still clients with you now in this new version of your business? Um, I have three or four. That's awesome. Yeah. Three or four people who've stuck with me, whereas I would probably have, you know, five to 10 clients uh -huh. um, just kind of ongoing at any time. Yeah. And some of them flat out needed Facebook ads and wanted to be able to kind of scale and grow in that. Yeah. Um, and at the time I wasn't able to help them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, of course, now there's there's some unofficial workarounds, um, right? That that allows me to do that. But uh, yeah. I don't I don't advertise my Facebook ad services, but I still do it. Do sure, a bit. you're still able to do it. Yeah, yep. that's awesome, man. I love how you pivoted, um, and you've got to do that as an entrepreneur, don't you? Otherwise, you're going to be dead. <laughs> it is. Even if you even if your industry or um, the project that you're working on doesn't decline or get canceled or whatever it is. There's so many changes in the landscape of things. I just even think like an example that I've seen over the last six years is just the move from in advertising, but this applies to organic social as well. I mean, posting pictures online, like when I remember when Instagram came out, I'm like, this is done. This isn't going to go anywhere. Right. (laughs) Well, well, don't trust me as a futurist on tech. Clearly that's the first lesson here, but pictures, pictures were the, the, the big thing, because prior to that, we were just blogging and doing tweets and stuff like that. Yeah. And pictures slowly moved to video. And then everybody said, mm-hmm. hey, video is more engaging. Do that. Yeah. And long form video. But now we're down to these 15 second, 30 second clips. And TikTok mm-hmm. now has 2 billion users on it. So if you're if you're a marketer, I mean, the landscape is going to change and it's changing at breakneck speeds. It's just it's just right. wild. So yeah. to answer your question, you do need to be agile in that sense that even if the medium or the channel is the same, AKA yeah. video, it's, it's changing in how it's delivered. Yeah. Um, the average time that people are watching and the content you need mm-hmm. to hit somebody in the first five seconds with something that's catchy, because I think mm-hmm. I read in um, John Mark Comer's book, which um, the title's escaping me. Darn it. Um, our average attention span is down to like eight seconds now. And wow. a goldfish's attention span is nine seconds. So we're, we're going the wrong direction. <laughs> I'm going to look up that book because you just mentioned yeah. it goes on. Um, the Ruthless Elimina- Elimination of Hurry. Yes. How to Can stay emotionally and healthy, most, how to stay emotionally healthy and spiritually alive. It talks about, if it's okay to just do an interlude on that, it, it talks about just kind of the effects of the smartphone, not just mm-hmm. on our attention span, but at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable. My wife and I are reading it and, um, just how much things have changed, you know, before the invention of the clock, people averaged 11 hours of sleep and they went to bed when the sun went down and they got up when it, uh, when it came up and there's just a whole lot in there that'll blow your mind about how these little devices really control us, the pings and, yeah. and, and nobody's expecting us to to go back to not having smartphones or anything, but, right. but John's approach is, you know, can you get some margin from this? It's killing yeah. our attention span. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. In a lot of ways, it's killing our relationships. Mm-hmm. I, I, I drive around downtown St. Pete here and there's a lot of outdoor cafes and mm-hmm. I know rabbit trail and sorry about this, Ryan, but that's good. There's people on a date sitting across the table from each other and they both look at their smartphones and I'm like, that's not a date. That's yeah. a, that's a group right. viewing, you know, you're like, <laughs> exactly. So, so true. Anyways, the book is, book is great. Um, but attention spans are short. So yes. you got to factor that into marketing nowadays. Yeah. That's so good. Wow, man, you're um, definitely a model for somebody of how to, you know, stay, stay alive in business because it's tough. And, you know, um, my business doesn't look anything like it did when I first started. I'm not selling furniture anymore. (laughs) Far from that. But that was a stepping stone to what I'm doing now. So that's so cool. Um, Well, tell me about the data stuff. Like, I am not a data nerd, but I appreciate that you are because the fact that you help me analyze my data helps helps me decide what to do. Stephen Hibbert, who's helping me out with my podcast and um, YouTube channel, you know, helping me think of oh, what, what, what is, what are people looking for? Let's, uh, what are the YouTube analytics saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's, you know, be strategic rather than just creating content to create content. 
Um, people need this. So tell me about the data stuff that you're doing. We can go a little bit deep in the weeds on it too, if you want. Sure, sure. And I'll try my best not to put anybody to sleep. I know when they hear data, they're like, oh man, let's just change. Well, also the reason why, big reason why you need data is because it'll tell you how to make decisions. If you're making data-driven decisions, numbers don't lie. And so that's the gist of it. And there's tools available that Greg can provide that'll make you, help you make decisions in your business based on what you're seeing in numbers, which is super valuable. Right. I think Peter Drucker said, what can be measured can be improved. Mm. And so uh, there, there's a huge implication there. And, and my little tagline for this area of my business is your marketing data is telling you a story. Are you listening to it? Mm. And as mm. I meet with these clients, um, current clients, past clients and new clients, they're sitting on a mound of data that they can't quite decipher. Right. And so they bring me in to kind of aggregate and make sense of just all the noise and the signals to help them make some valuable business decisions there. So essentially I'm doing that through Google analytics, installing that, connecting yeah. the cart to it, any other, you know, major systems. If you have Kartra or Kajabi or ClickFunnels, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you bring that in, centralize that in one place. And that's when you hire uh, somebody like me to really, um, you know, transform that data into something that, that is valuable and can help. So give me an example. It might be like my, um, so I have a system called Kartra that gives me data. I have Facebook ads that gives me data. I have Instagram that gives me data. Are you saying it's a dashboard that brings all of that under one roof and I can kind of see it, it, all of it on one page and, and get the information I need rather than going to five different places. It could be on one page or some of the dashboards I deliver are seven pages long, um, but essentially purchase data, traffic, search Uh and SEO, um, social media advertising. And then, you know, you can, even surface stuff like what are my page load times? Um, what's my conversion wow. rate on my opt-ins? What's my conversion rate for my sales page? Uh-huh. How far down are they scrolling on my sales page? Like everybody's, everybody talks about, well, I got all these hits on my landing page. And if they don't scroll down past the first frame and your purchase button's way at the bottom, there's something mm-hmm. on your page that's not capturing your attention. So there's a zillion yeah. little metrics like, like that, that, you know, put together can make, make the numbers move and make the needle move as far as how people are converting on your website. Absolutely. What are you seeing across your clients and other people, things that you're learning about this, that people aren't doing, um, that the numbers tell, tell you that they're not doing that are able to be improved. Well, there's definitely some, some SEO tweaks that people can do some basic Uh, things people can do on their websites. uh Um, I think the other big thing, um, and this is more of an advanced topic, there's something called UTM tagging that you can do where you add tags to any links you put into your marketing system, whether that's an okay. email that goes out, a social post, uh-huh. and that helps feed Google Analytics and give you more context from where the purchases are coming from. Uh-huh. Was it the email that converted them? Was it the Facebook ad? Was oh, it wow. the remarketing that we did with banner ads using um, yeah. using Google. And, and in this time where there's a war on privacy between Facebook and Apple, the Facebook data is not as reliable anymore. Mm. I'm embarrassed in six years of Facebook advertising that I'd never leaned more heavily on Google analytics because it's a much fuller picture mm. of what's going on. And when you get a fuller picture, you can more fine tune your funnel and figure out what your, you know, cost per wow. lead, cost per purchase is and, and ultimately save money and make some better decisions. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. Wow. So you're telling me like if I have a a promotion going on, I'm trying to promote the Legends Group, for example, and I send out emails, I'm doing social media, um, that there is a tag that can be attributed to each one of those. And then I can see how many sales I got from because of the email, how many sales came through Instagram, how many sales came through Facebook. Is that right? Or is it it even down to like the Facebook post 
Like, can you do, get it that granular? You can, you can get it down to four, some, sometimes five levels. So I mean, oh if you, if you had a link to your, to your Facebook, I'm, I'm sorry, to your sales page and you put one on Facebook and you put another in email, essentially it would say, you know, you would say where the source is, um, it's mm-hmm. coming from, uh, you know, Infusionsoft, for example, mm-hmm. or it's coming from Facebook. And then you would yeah. add another tag that says, um, you know, what, what the medium was. In other words, uh, mm-hmm. whether it was a paid or organic post, then you would right. say, okay, the content was a blue picture with a thumbs up on it. And you just go down the line, you give Google analytics, all this additional context yeah. around that individual marketing effort. Oh. And it will, it, it gives you a lot cleaner, you know, like no if marketing. I'm running a, I just want to make, cause I'm thinking through like, you know, even people I have that I'm connected with that might want this and that want to hire you. So can I tell them that, you know, if you're in the middle of a push or you're trying to offer a lead magnet and let's say that there are seven posts you've created um, in the last seven days on Facebook, can you say like this one outperformed, this one got 50 opt-ins, all the other, this one got 20, this one got 19, this one got 62. Is that, mm-hmm. is that accurate to say that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And some of that you can get out of Facebook, but to be able to get kind of full picture back in Google analytics. So somebody can see like, wow, this post outperformed all the other ones. Whenever we're going to do a promotion, let's create more posts like this one. Cause this got the most opt-ins. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Wow. And it's really cool. So it's called UTM tagging. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's into email marketing and they're doing email marketing for their own business, there's some good tutorials out there. That's cool. So the post, the link back to the page, would it just be a, I don't, I don't, I don't get too deep in weeds on this, but now it's just fascinating to me. Like would the, would each link click here to get my free download? Would that link be different in every post in order for it to be tracked that way? It would be different in every post um, potentially, but definitely in every different context you do it. So a Facebook ad would have a tag that says CPC or cost per click, denoting that it's a paid promotion. Whereas if you have that same link on social, um, Uh that tag would be social and so on and so forth. And if it was affiliate, you would have affiliate on there, or if it was a social share, or if it was a referral. Mm -hmm. um, So you can attract uh, you can track affiliates with that too. Mm. So it's, it's neat. No reporting solution yeah. is perfect. You know, you've got a lot of data coming in, but this yeah. by far gives you a better grasp on it than anything I've ever seen. Wow. Something, just an idea for you that um, would be valuable, potentially potential content. Like if you had a podcast or you're doing a blog about this stuff, mm-hmm. like something that would be super cool to hear is like of my 50 clients that I have, these are the things I'm seeing. Like these are the types of posts that are performing well for my clients. These are the types of ads that are performing well. That would be super cool stuff to that could even be paid stuff you could offer. Like, you know, get my, you know, every month I'll publish the results of my clients without telling who my clients are and and revealing Mm -hmm. the posts and keeping their privacy. But that data would be super valuable. Yeah. Mm. Any, anytime you save save people time, money, or pain, um, you know it's it's a good way to serve them, and yeah, and th- this does does that to a good degree. Because maybe I don't have the, maybe I'm not in a position to hire you specifically, mm-hmm. but like I, if I'm doing my own stuff, you could still service people at a lower dollar, lower price point by publishing some of this stuff. I don't know if this is stuff you're interested in, but I'm just thinking, bring another idea, you know, some type of membership for $20 a month. I'll, I'll provide some of the data that'll help you do this on your own mm-hmm. in your own business. Um, and then when you're ready, I'll obviously I can handle and do all of it for you, but mm-hmm. interesting. 
yeah, done with you type of model to yeah. introduce them to it. Yeah. Wow. Super cool. What were you, so one of the things you were showing me um, is uh, the tool you have, or one of those pieces of software you have, it records sessions of people on your website. So you can see exactly what they clicked on in that. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah. And I'm totally blanking on the name only because I'm live okay. recording a podcast. So I'm no, it's okay. shuffling over here. Um, that's so funny. I, I've used it. Um, I don't know how many times we'll put it in. Don't worry. We'll yeah. put a link in the show notes. Okay. Tell me it's, later what it is. Well, it's just like, um, it's, it's clarity. Let me, and let me just make okay. sure I have the website clarity. Yeah. It's called clarity, clarity.microsoft.com. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody on this and, and every one of you guys can use this, whether you're a geek or not, or whether you hate data or not, clarity.microsoft.com. It's similar to Hotjar, And what it is, it's a script you install on your website and it gives you heat maps. So you can see where people are clicking on your website. Yeah. Um, you know, what's popular, what isn't, where they're trying to click that they think is a link. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't sometimes that can provide some valuable insight but more than that um it records people on your website before i go further it doesn't record any pii or personally identifiable inter- information or anything like that but you literally see sessions from people who are on your website it records them all and so if you're into you know usability optimizing your site for conversion rate optimization which everybody should care about yeah download clarity it's free Put it on your website. And then when you're bored one night, go look at what people are doing on your website. Uh, I don't have a ton of traffic on mine. And I was I was stunned at some of the things people were doing on my website. Like there were clearly areas that needed to be hyperlinks that weren't. Yeah. And you can see where people are getting tripped up. And yeah. so you want to keep people on your website as long as possible right. or get them to that sign up link or whatever. And this yeah. literally records them. There is no better way to observe their behavior see yeah. where you're succeeding and see where your website is confusing the heck out of them. Yeah. And so download that, uh, download that product. When we right say away. recording, it's talking about like the mouse, you can see their mouse scrolling on the, where they're trying yeah. to click. Um, you're not seeing them or anything like that. It's literally just like, yeah. it's like you've over their shoulder <laughs> seeing their screen. Um, and it's um, just, it's, you're seeing the movements of their mouse or their finger yeah. or whatever they're doing if they're on a mobile just like you're sitting over their shoulder watching them yeah. navigate through a website. So it's a hugely powerful marketing tool. Yeah. Is that really hard to install and get set up? It's not. If you're familiar with like in, just inserting a snippet of code in the header of your website, that's all you got to do is, is copy yeah. and paste in there. That could be another service that you offer if you ever wanted to or have a VA that does that for people yep. as a lower, low price offer. I'll do this for X amount of dollars and get that installed and set up for you. And um, everyone I show it to, they're like, are you kidding me? And it, yeah. it really is cool. It's a cool technology. Yeah. I would imagine... I mean, even just, even just, again, you have all, I don't want to take you off track on what you're trying to accomplish, but like if, you know, installing that on somebody's website, they may need help with interpreting. Like, what Mm -hmm. does this mean? Okay. Now I've recorded 10 sessions, Mm -hmm. you know, having somebody over their shoulder, an expert like you could be valuable to Mm -hmm. like, what does that, what does this mean? What should I do? What should I change about my website based on these 10 sessions? That would be a valuable service too. If you ever wanted to offer something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Man, I love this. Um, what other what other data stuff have you found that people that you think is valuable or um, that you're offering? Well, good, Google, Google Data Studio is where I'm building the reports, okay. and it's again, it's a free tool. So Google Analytics, Google Data Studio, Google Tag Manager mm-hmm. are all free products, and that's kind of the three core things from from the ecosystem that that I'm using. So um, yeah. 
if, if you connect it to your Google, Google analytics, you can drag and drop and create some, some cool reports and stuff. And so that's yeah. where I'm living in the data space uh, these days. Yeah. So you can find like where, where the countries, locations of people that are hitting your website, yep. what sites they're staying on, how long they're mm-hmm. staying on your site. Um, yeah. And then the, where the traffic is coming in, are they typing it? Like, are they typing in gregtosi.com? Are they, right. are they, did they click in from an ad or click in from a post? Right. Yep. Who their referrals are. Um, okay. What a common thing to do is to connect Google search console with Google analytics. And that'll give right. you a lot more around what, what are people searching for when they find you mm-hmm. and where are you ranking with keywords and stuff like that? And that gets yeah. into some of the, the SEO stuff like that, but yeah, it's really, really got a ton of, ton of data in there, anything and everything you could imagine as far as how people are yeah. searching for you, finding you, how they're interacting on your website, how much time they're spending, what okay. are your most popular pages, what mm-hmm. posts are most popular. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can really leverage that. Okay. If you're spending money on Facebook ads, does this on top of it help you decide whether that's a good ad spend for you? If that's a good use of funds? It does. It gives you a fuller picture of, okay. of how your pages are, are performing, how your uh, ads are performing. Okay. Because there, there's a lot of different models as far as how uh, attribution or um, how sales or conversions are credited. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook has a different attribution model than Google Analytics, and this is way nerdier than um, you know anybody deserves to hear on this call. But <laughs> it's it's yeah. It, I mean, it, it that is the stuff that'll put you to sleep. Um, yeah, uh, it is good to have a second opinion because um, again, Facebook and Apple are in this battle to where they're blocking some of the signals of the Facebook mm-hmm. Pixel. Mm-hmm. And privacy, this initiative towards privacy isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And so to be able to get a second opinion and or to s- kind of aggregate from multiple systems mm-hmm. to to paint a more full picture around that, um, yeah. I believe allows you to get better numbers. So that was right. kind of a long answer to a short question. Yeah. So since like right now with Facebook, the ads data that you get, I can see number of clicks. I can also mm-hmm. see number of opt-ins to my page. And there's usually always like, a discrepancy there. You don't usually get a hundred percent of the people that click through an ad to go to your page to actually opt in for an offer. Mm-hmm. So you could see then like, why is it? T- tell me if I'm wrong on this. Mm-hmm. Let's say that Facebook tells me a hundred people clicked my ad, got to my site for my free ebook, but only 70 of them actually opted in. Mm-hmm. Would this data help you figure out maybe why we're losing 30 of those, of those a hundred people? Are they, they not is my button way down and I'm not scrolling down maybe through those sessions that are recorded. We can see where people are getting hung up. Is that, will that give you that picture? Absolutely. Combining the three is hugely powerful. So to kind of go in reverse order, you mentioned the recordings. Yeah. Let's, let's absolutely see what people are doing on your sales page. Mm. Let's also um, install Google tag manager, which will allow you to see how long of the videos people are watching. If you rely on a video sales page or yeah. have a video on your landing page, okay, that will also tell you how far down they're scrolling. Um, yeah. But yeah, we can we can get all kinds of data about how how they're interacting with the page, how quickly they're leaving, and again, okay. being able to kind of centralize all these data points will ultimately boost your conversion rate. And it mm. just takes uh, you know it takes somebody who can kind of put all the pieces together. And that's the service I'm providing for my clients. That's awesome. So they can, like, if you have a video at the top, that's two minutes long, you can see, would it tell you? Like, I know Facebook tells you how long they watch a video on Facebook. Would this software allow you to see how long, how long of that two minute video at the top of my sales page that they watched? 
Yes. Wow. Yes. Google, Google Tag Manager. So. Ah, that's cool. Yep. That's very cool. Wow. So if you see everybody stopping at the 30 second mark, well, why is it too long? Did I say something that offended everybody? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You didn't, you didn't hook them up front. You know, that. that's good. That's super valuable. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So where can people find you that are interested in having a conversation or signing up with the service? Yeah. GregTosi.com is my website and there's an easy way to contact me there. I've got some sample dashboards on there so you can kind of get an idea of what's going cool. on. Um, so yeah, that, that's where you can find me in, uh, Lots of information there. I would imagine somebody who's just selling on Amazon, this is probably not something they're going to do, but if they have a website selling physical products, they have a Shopify site that would work. They can connect Shopify with Google Analytics. Super valuable. Yeah. I I have peers who are doing Amazon dashboards as well. So there's there's options for that too. Oh yeah. Oh, tell me about that. Tell me what that looks like. I don't know a ton of what they're doing on it, but I know that they um, will pull that data in and just kind of build build some charts and graphs and, you know, maybe, maybe if I'm on here again, I'll have a, a, I'll have a look at those before, uh, beforehand, but yeah, absolutely. And and Shopify, you mentioned too, there's a lot of, a lot of data out of the box that people aren't getting. And again, I'm not deeply familiar with that, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in talks with somebody to build a Shopify dashboard right now. So if you got data and you got sales or conversions. uh, Well, tell me more when you, when you know more about it, tell me about the Amazon side of things. Cause obviously I have a lot of people in my audience that sell on Amazon. So like maybe if they have a private label product and they have their own listing, that's their listing. I wonder if you can grab data from that. Um, Amazon already provides some data, but I wonder what data can be pulled in from a a listing that's my own right? or even somebody else's. Anything Amazon makes available through their API. Um, we huh. can we can work with, but I'll I'll make a note to do a little deeper dive on that. Could that could be fascinating. Talk. So wow, okay, cool. Well, go to gregtosi.com, guys, if you want to have a conversation with them about this. If this is something you're interested in, but um, again, I I love how you pivoted, and um, you know, I I totally believe God's going to restore everything and more that you lost, and uh, get back on here again, and you're going to be like, wow, I'm making way more money than I ever was before. And I'm happier because I'm doing something I'm, I love and I don't have to mess with, you know, yep. uh, the Facebook people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yep. Amen awesome. to that. Well, well, thanks, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the awesome. time. Anytime, man. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks so much. Right. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.